the just because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. For me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required. Is one of the most acclaimed and controversial filmmakers of all time. In 1979, his adaptation of Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness captured the horror of Vietnam and instantly became a classic. My film is not a movie. My film is not uh, about Vietnam. It is Vietnam. It's what it was really like. It was crazy. My greatest fear is to make a really embarrassing, pompous film on an important subject, and I am doing it. I said to him, I don't know who this guy is. Who is this Willard? And Francis just looked me square in the eye and he said, he's you. I would have done anything. He had convinced me that this was the first film that would win a Nobel Prize, you know. It was like you were in a dream or something, you know. It'd say, scenes unknown on the call sheet. You just would show up, you know. He didn't know what they were going to do. I was not in the greatest of uh, shape, you know, as far as, like, uh, my career was concerned. And it was delightful to hear that I was going to go do anything, anywhere. Yeah, but are they seriously saying that Marlon would take a million dollars and then not show up? I swallowed a book. I mean, it's just it's not in the cards that we're not going to finish the movie. You know, I felt that he'd do whatever he had to do. He'd borrow the money, but part of me was just fearless in that regard. It really didn't matter. It's one thing to go over there for three weeks with like five people. But if you go over there as a big Hollywood production, they're going to kill you. The magic. We were in the jungle. There were too many of us. And little by little, we went insane. The madness. What are they going to say about him? What are they going to say? He was a kind man. He was a wise man. He had plans. He had wisdom. The making of Francis Ford Coppola's Apocalypse Now. I love the smell of napalm in the morning. The questions that I kept facing, I couldn't answer. Yet I knew that I had constructed the film in such a way that to not answer would be to fail. Hearts of Darkness. A filmmaker's apocalypse. Look at my movie, you'll see what I'm talking. Following the success of The Godfather Parts 1 and 2, and then The Conversation, director Francis Ford Coppola was a hot commodity in Hollywood. So much, he started his own production company, American Zeotrope. For the company's first film, he decided to make a film about the Vietnam War and loosely base it off the Joseph Conrad novel Hearts of Darkness. This film is 1979's Apocalypse Now. In this film, an army lieutenant is tasked with assassinating Army Green Beret Colonel Kurtz, who is thought to have gone insane in the Cambodian jungle.
However, to fully understand Apocalypse Now, we have to talk about the making of the film. The film's notoriety comes from the issues during production, being massively over budget and delayed. Twelve years following the release of the film, a documentary, Hearts of Darkness, was released. This covers the making of the film. Record The scenes and audio is recorded by Coppola's wife, Eleanor, who was just simply doing a journal of the making of the film. This is what we will use as our reference this week. In the first of two clips, Coppola talks briefly about the production of the film while introducing it at the Cannes Film Festival in 1979. Then the second clip reveals his fears in regards to the film during production in a conversation with his wife. My, my film is not a movie. My film is not uh, about Vietnam. It is Vietnam. It's what it was really like. It was crazy. And the way we made it was very much like the way the Americans were in Vietnam. We were in the jungle. There were too many of us. We had access to too many, uh, too much money. Too much equipment. And little by little we went insane. And now, our second clip. Nothing is so terrible as a pretentious movie. I mean, a movie that aspires for something really terrific and doesn't pull it off, it's scum. And everyone will walk on it as such. And that's why poor filmmakers, in a way, that's their greatest horror, is to be pretentious. So here you are, on one hand, trying to aspire to really do something. On the other hand, you're not allowed to be pretentious. And finally you say, I don't care if I'm pretentious or not pretentious, or if I've done it or I haven't done it. All I know is that I am going to see this movie. And that for me, it has to have some answers. And by answers, I don't mean just a punchline. Answers on about 47 different levels. Filming began in the Philippines on March 20th, 1976. The film was set for release on April 7th, 1977, Coppola's 38th birthday. The first problem that struck the production was Typhoon Olga wrecked 40 to 80% of the sets were destroyed by this natural disaster. This led to production being six weeks behind schedule and $2 million over its $13 million budget. That budget Coppola had to raise on his own and use some of his assets as collateral. The next issue that would end up plaguing the production was Coppola not being thrilled with the performance of Harvey Keitel as Lieutenant Willard the man that is charged with hunting and assassinating Colonel Kurtz. While in Los Angeles following the typhoon, Coppola decides to replace Keitel with Martin Sheen. This required four days of reshoots. More troubling is that while filming in March of 1977, the then 36-year-old Sheen suffered a near-fatal heart attack. His last rites were read to him by a priest, and Sheen had no idea what was going on because the last rites were not being read in English. He also had to hike a mile and a half 
to catch a public bus to go to the hospital at 2 a.m. in the morning. This next clip explains the issues with the heart attack, what it could do to production, and Coppola's response to the heart attack. I, I really had a very close call, and I, 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 I realized it's nothing that I can put in the words. I just knew that if I wanted to live, it was my choice. If I wanted to die, that was my choice, too. There wasn't even any fear. The fear only came when I realized later how close I came to the end. That's when I get scared. I remember the phone ringing, and my secretary said, Marty's had a heart attack, and uh, Francis doesn't want to admit it. Dave Salvin let Melissa tell Barry Hirsch that Marty had a heart attack. What? Do you know that it's going to be all over Hollywood in a half an hour? If Marty is so seriously stricken, then that he must go back. Of course he will go yeah. back and we'll eat it. Right. But when I talked to the doctor, they didn't know Marty's a young man. He probably would be able to be up and about in three weeks. I said, could he do non-strenuous work such as just close-up sitting and acting? He said, possibly yes. That's all I need to hear from the doctor. So what's going trade winds is fucking gossip. That gossip can finish me off. Because if UA hears that it's eight weeks, UA with a $27 million negative is going to force me to complete it with what I've got. And I don't have the movie yet. Right. All right, now you understand exactly. Yes. If Marty dies, I want to hear that everything's okay until I say Marty is dead. You got it? Right. If it's not done, man, ship the whole office out of here. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Okay, I'm really scared, guys. The first time I've been scared on this movie. There were many more problems with production. Marlon Brando, who plays Kurtz in the film, was scheduled for three weeks of shooting at a million dollars per week. He came to the Philippines weighing over 300 pounds. Please keep in mind, he is supposed to be playing a Green Beret. And he also did not know any of his lines. This required Coppola to greatly improvise the scenes involving Kurtz, having Brando shot from the neck up, and ha having to hire an extra for full body shots to make him look slim and imposing. Another issue was the United States at that time would not allow films to use U.S. military equipment in films about Vietnam. Because of this, Coppola was forced to strike a deal with the Philippine government to allow him access to their soldiers and equipment for a million dollars and one percent of the profits from the film to go into a film trust fund for the Philippine government. The caveat to this is... This could be used if the equipment and the soldiers were not fighting insurgent rebels. Yes, there was an actual war going on in the area where they were filming. Also of note is Dennis Hopper. Hopper was cast to play a crazed photojournalist that is at Kurtz's camp. At this point, Hopper was in the throes of addiction. He was erratic and unreliable. Here in this clip is one of his interactions with Coppola and Hopper's recollections on his time on the film. 
pay attention. One clip, one soundbite is from his time filming, and the second is him reflecting on it. Hear how crazed and erratic he sounds. Stop him with your siren, man! Stop him with the siren! I have Dennis Hopper playing a spaced-out photojournalist with 12 cameras who's here because he's going to get the truth. You know, and it's all, whew, man. <laughs> you know, and, and he's a wonderful apparition. I'm an American! Yeah! American civilian. Hi, Yanks. Hi. American. I didn't know until uh, two weeks before I came here that I was even going to be in the picture, much less uh, play the photojournalist, the uh, guy in tatters and rags, uh, taking photographs, trying to explain what this was all about and how it's blown his mind away. I was not in the greatest of uh, shape. You know, as far as like uh, my career was concerned, when I, I was uh, delightful to hear that I was going to go do anything, anywhere. And I really appreciate Francis Wright, even though he does drop it on you sometimes, and it does take you sometimes, an idiot like me, a whole day to learn it. So why did you say that to him in the scene? Who? Something clever like that. When he you says, know, who why? are you? you why did you say, who are you? Because I haven't learned my lines yet. I know, That's you've why. had them for five days. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing I'd like to say is that... Uh, glasses these glasses, I can't see anything through them. But like, you know, every crack represents a life I've saved. <laughs> you know what I mean? It represents a life I've saved. You say right that down. all out in the scene. I do, but you see the director, you know, the director says, you don't know your lines. And then, like, well, you know, you're, if you know your lines, then you can forget them. Oh, you no know more or less. I like, see. But that's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> forget those no, lines. No, but it's no I fair mean, to forget <laughs> them if you never knew them. Principal photography of Apocalypse Now concluded May 21st. 1977 after 238 days when it was originally scheduled for four months the budget ballooned to 25 million nearly double its original budget there was over a million feet of film and all of coppola's assets were tied up in the film to cover loans and over budget costs with all the issues the film was finally scheduled for release on august 15th 1979, 26 months after its original release date. With everything Coppola has on the line, the film needed to be a hit. But would it be? That will be answered next week when the film Apocalypse Now is reviewed. We will close with Coppola's thoughts on this film during post-production, and I hope you join me next week. For Matt Connerton Unleashed, this has been a classic film review with Eric Pilcher. My greatest fear is to make a really embarrassing, pompous film on an important subject, and I am doing it. I confront it. I acknowledge, I will tell you right straight, from the most sincere depths of my heart, the film will not be good. I'm going to school. You finish your term paper. And maybe you get a B instead of an A plus that you wanted, so you get a B. So you but I'm going to get an F. And I'm feeling like a idiot, having set in motion stuff that doesn't make any sense, that doesn't match. 
And yet I'm doing it. And the reason I'm doing it is out of desperation because I have no rational way to do it. What I have to admit is that I don't know what I'm doing. Well, how do you account for the discrepancy between what you feel about it and what everybody else who sees it? Be because they see the magic of what has happened before. I'm saying, hey, it's not going to happen. I don't have any performances. The script doesn't make sense. I have no ending. I'm, I'm like a, I'm like a voice crying out, saying, please, it's not working. Somebody get me off this. And nobody listens to me. Everyone says, yes, well, Francis works best in a crisis. I'm saying this is one crisis I'm not going to pull myself out of. I'm making a bad movie, so why should I go ahead? I'd rather, I'm going to be bankrupt anyway. Why can't I just have the courage to say it's no good? There's almost anything I do to get out of it. I'm already thinking about what kind of sickness I can get. I was in the rain on the platform thinking if I just moved a little, I'd just fall 30 feet. It might kill me, but it might paralyze me or something. And then it would be a graceful way out. Imagine your new bathroom, a sparkling new tub, a modern shower conversion, a seamless new wall, all done in as little as a day. Introducing Bathfitter. Join over 2 million customers delighted with our one-of-a-kind remodeling process. No demolition, no mess. Guaranteed for life. Installed in as little as a day. Book a free in-home consultation at bathfitterpodcasts.com and get our best offer of the year right now. Bathfitter, 35 years of better bath remodels. The Just Because deal. Hey, oh, what's this? Breakfast from Mickey D's. From me? Yep. Why? Because it's morning and you like McDonald's. Let's eat while it's hot. There's a deal for every act of kindness at McDonald's. The steak, egg, and cheese bagel is back at McDonald's. Order ahead on the app and pick up curbside. Price and participation may vary. McD app download and registration required.